Well, I was, I am a salesman and I drive a truck. And last night, uh, shortly after seven o'clock, I was coming from Marietta, Ohio, coming down Interstate 77. And just before I came to the intersection of uh, Route 47, there was a car passed me, overtaking me from behind. And following closely behind this car was this unidentified flying object. And as the car ahead, or the car behind passed me, this object was following close behind it and it swerved directly in front of my truck, turning crosswise. And when it turned crosswise, it slowed down. It started slowing, not abruptly or too fast, but it gave me plenty of time to step on my brakes and slow down with it. But it forced me to come to a complete stop. As soon as I had stopped, there was a door opened in the side of this vehicle, and this man stepped out and came directly to me, or came to the truck. He walked to the right-hand side of the truck, and he told me to roll down the window. He asked me to roll down the window on my right-hand side of my truck, and I had done what he asked. And this man stood there, and he, he first asked me what I was called. And I knew he meant my name, and I told him my name. And uh, he asked me, he said, uh, why are you frightened? He said, don't be frightened, we wish you no harm. He said, we mean you no harm, we wish you only happiness. And uh, I told him my name, and when I told him my name, he said he was called Cold. That was the name that he was called by. And he asked me what the city of he pointed to the lights. He didn't point, but he gave the impression that he was pointing, and he asked me what that was called. And I told him it was a Parkersburg. It was a city, a town. And he asked me if most all the people lived in my, this city or town. And I explained to him uh, that it was a place of business. It's where we transacted our business that the people lived in communities, outlying communities, most of the people. And when I told him that this was a city, he said that his, where his home was, that that was called a gathering. And uh, again, he told me not to be frightened, which I was. I was, I was very frightened. And as far as I can understand, this was all mental. There was no spoken words from him. I knew what he was asking me, but yet he stood there and his mouth did not move. He had a smile on his face. He was he appeared very courteous and friendly. And after I talked with him a while, he told me he would see me. He said, we will see you again. And he left in his vehicle. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Springheel, Josh, and the Aluma Mommy herself, Miss April. Woo! Man, that soundboard sound. That is the best sounding clap I've had, isn't it? It's so real. So real. <laughs> it's surreal. <laughs> and on today's episode, The Grinning Man.
ladies and gentlemen. It's nice to cover a, a alien cryptid creature with a fucking smile on its face. All these sad sap turtles and frogs. Well, diabetes <laughs> makes your mood swings. All these fucking crusty mothmen's and these jangled up jackalopes. Oh, well, yeah, actually, we did do that. Are those bu- buffling bubbaloo Bigfoots. Ooh, that's right. If you've been following us on Facebook, you would have seen Josh met a Bigfoot. It's true. I was there. She was. It was pretty scary. She had to spell Bigfoot. Rep- she had to spell. She had to spray <laughs> Bigfoot repellent all over Josh's beard mm-hmm. because I'll tell you what, a Bigfoot loves a good man beard. And they Josh do. has. They like a good mouth pussy. <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> This is a family show. We don't talk well, about pussies on this show. Indeed. I forgot. We only talk about dicks. That's right. <laughs> and it's going to be, I'm sure, quick enough before we start talking about the grinning man's dicks. So let's get to it. Okay. Let's pull the Thunderbird to the side of the road before we go time capsule. Yeah. 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 Can we early, do that? Early Thunderbird. Sure. Sure. All right. Mm. We got a, uh, we got some dogs in the studio today. Now it's time for us to open up the time Hey, where you're talking? 1966. Ooh, the time capsule. Herb Alpert won released like four albums this year and won like the Grammys. It's very popular. So let's start with music then. Ooh, mm. January 14th, a young singer by the name of David Jones changes his last name to Bowie <gasps> to be to avoid being confused with Davy Jones of the Monkees. February 17th, Brian he was, Wilson. He was kind of a one-hit wonder. <laughs> Brian, Wilson. Uh, Brian Wilson starts recording good vibrations with the Wrecking Crew, continuing for several months and marks, marking a beginning to the famed Smile Sessions. What is that song about? What? Good vibrations? Yeah. If I had my soundboard right now, I'd do a vibrator sound. Insert I'll be here. your... <laughs> I'll be your live soundboard. soundboard. Yeah, you, just you, cue me and we'll we'll do this together. Well, isn't it all like she's giving me good vibrations? It's probably about pegging. sex. I, I pegging? Feel, you think it's about pegging? It could be about pegging. Um, Brian Wilson was ahead of his time. So. <laughs> okay. The, on March 4th, the Beatles' John Lennon is quoted in the London newspaper <gasps> as saying the band was now more popular than Jesus. And you know what? He was fucking right. Because in the August, next next week, all churches change their name to uh, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Beatles. Holy Beatles. Yeah. March fourteenth, the Birds released the psychedelic single Eight Miles High" in the United States. It is banned in several states due to allegations that the lyrics have advocated drug use, <laughs> but yet it still reaches number fourteen on the Billboard one hundred charts. Imagine if that was people cared that much about drugs now. That's when people when people say we're so PC now. Yeah, we were PC then, too. Yeah. <laughs> Even worse. Even worse. April, Herb Alpert, the Tijuana Bass Band, as I'm saying, set a world record by placing five albums, albums, I'm sorry, five albums simultaneously on Billboard's pop album chart. Wow. With four of them in the top ten. Their music outsells the Beatles by a margin of two to one, over 13 more million recordings. They win four Grammys this year. May 13th, the Rolling Stones released Paint It Black, which becomes the first number one hit single in the U.S. and the United Kingdom I can't to feature that. a sitar played by 
Brian Jones. I can't believe that was 66. 66. Paint it black is in everything still. Yeah. Like you you booted up Twisted Metal. Yeah. And it there it was. You 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 start almost every Martin's uh Scorsese film has mm-hmm. got to paint it black at some point. Every goth kid, that's like their Pledge of mm-hmm. Allegiance. Mm. I would say that's very accurate. That's my no. entrance song. It's not red, white, and blue. It's just black. <laughs> you don't paint any colors. Just black. Uh, June 18th at a drunken gig at Queen's College in Oxford, UK. Bassist producer Paul Samuel Smith quits the Yardbirds and starts a certain session guitarist by the name of Jimmy Page. who going to take over on bass. Yep. Josh, uh, reaffirming exactly what I just said. The Beatles... On July 2nd, become the first musical group to perform at the Budokan Hall in Tokyo. This performance ignites protests from citizens who felt that it was inappropriate for a rock and roll band to play at the Budokan. But they do that all the time, don't they? Now they do. Yeah, yeah. Ozzy played there, what, early 2000s? July 31st, supergroup Cream performs its first official concert at Windsor Jazz and Blues Festival. Their first show. Their first oh. show. Yeah, that I thought it would have been earlier, but new. Dude, here. <laughs> it's like holding a bowling ball, my dog. Chill with me, buddy. All right. Go to support my butt. August 5th, the Beatles released the album Revolver, expanding the year's psychedelic sound. 66 was like the sound of psychedelia. And this song is going to be driving me psycho. Okay. August 25th, uh, Yardbirds lead guitarist Jeff Beck takes Ill in San Francisco, and Jimmy Page takes over, and which then led to them going to two guitar players. Nice. August 29th, the Beatles performed the last official concert at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. September 12th, the first episode of The Monkees is broadcast on NBC television. That was their... Ploy to try to take on that the Beatles fame yep. in America. John Lennon on November 9th meets old Yoko Ono. Oh boy. Ooh, bad news. Sorry about that. Oh, here I missed one. October 22nd, the Supremes a go go. The Supremes become the first all female group to reach number one in the United States. Yay! <laughs> Hashtag me too. But November 30th, the Yardbirds officially announced that Jeff Beck has left the band and Jimmy Page takes over as lead guitarist, which of course would plant the seeds of Led Zeppelin. Dun, 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 and all uh, something else that happened in 1966 Charlie Pride after un- unfortunately not making it in Major League Baseball is signed by RCA if you want to check that out episode 3 or 4 of the EFIS oh nice the birth I think, I think it's a good show also as far as I can figure the only player to be traded for a motor vehicle yes wow. he was traded for a vehicle to be named later Wow. Yes, he was traded for a van, I believe. Oh, that's That's minor league baseball trading, right? In a nutshell. <laughs> do, you, do you want some births? Of course you do. January 5th, Kate Schellenbach of Luscious Jackson, one of my favorite bands. January 8th, Andrew Wood of Mother Love Bone. Oh, oh. Which, of course, influenced a lot of that Seattle sound. I'm a baby. That would take over. In the nineties. Soundboard. <laughs> January sixteenth. Max, go, go, yeah, you guys can just be the live. Fi- I j- j- truth corner, right? I forgot yeah. my soundboard at home. Yeah. So we're doing. Sounds. So we're just gonna do them live. Max, yeah, they'll fuck it. We'll do it live. There we go. That one's got to be added. Uh, <laughs> with her doing it. Mac, January sixteenth. Maxine butt Jones. Sex. In the butt. Calm down, Josh. There's too much of that on this show. <laughs> this is a proper show. <laughs> January seventeenth. Shaba ranks. <laughs> 
February 2nd, Robert DeLeo of the Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, nice. <laughs> February 6th would never let you down because it's Rick Astley's birthday. Never gonna give you I didn't know he was that young. Never gonna let you he is. Down. March 3rd, Tone Loke. Hunky Cole Medina. March 10th, Eddie Edie Burkell. March 18th, Jerry Candrell of Atlas in Chains. April 28th, Small Too thing. Short. Great West Coast rapper. May 13th, Button up your polo shirts. Darius Rucker, Hoody and the Bluefish, were, was born. Every one of their songs could be shown with a moving van pulling into the brand new house. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. You and me, we come from a different world. I remember that. May 16th, Janet Jackson was born. May 26th, Johnny Gill of New the, Edition. She was part of the Rhythm Nation, right? She was also part of the Titty Nation. Mm. Super Bowl. July 15th, Jason Bonham was born. Oh, sweet. July 20th, Stone Gossard of Pearl Jam and Mother Love. Yeah. Bone and Temple of the Dog and blah, 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 blah. August 19th, I know two of the three of you all know this name. Lillian Garcia, uh, American yeah. singer and wrestling ring announcer. Snoop Dogg. August 20th. That was so fucking perfect. <laughs> August 20th. Dimebag Daryl. Bless, bless you. I think Josh just sneezed. August 22 or 22nd. Jizza. Jizza. Of the Wu Tang Clan. Never doubt the Wu Tang Clan. I, I was a Jizza. That's August 20, what I called my dick. August 25th. Terminator X of Public Enemy. August 26th. Don't throw this birthday out because it's Shirley Manson. Of garbage. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Number one crush, baby. September 12th, Ben Folds. Who? Ben Folds. Ben Folds 5. Oh. September 17th, Doug E. Fresh. Great American rapper. October 31st, Ad Rock of the Beastie Boys. I've got a big smile on my face just thinking about some Beastie Boys. November 17th, Jeff Buckley. Oh, oh. oh. November 24th. Rest in peace. DJ Run of Run DMC. December 8th, Sinead O'Connor. I'm bothered, 20th, Chris... What? <laughs> <laughs> he said he's bald. Whatever. I'm bald and I love it. I was going to say more of like, I hate Catholics. December 20th, Chris <laughs> Robinson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris vocalist, vocalist. Please don't interrupt me. No, I was asking you because I thought you were moving on. I was making sure. I was trying to tell you who Chris Robinson was. <laughs> he's the listener. <laughs> Anyways, in film, January 13th, Patrick Dempsey was born. February 25th, Tia Leone. March 26th, Michael Imperioli. April 8th, Robin Wright. April 9th, Cynthia Nixon, who's now running for governor of New York. Good info. John 28th, John Cusack. August 14th, Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah, that was the sound of Ryan's penis letting out a sigh. Was is Cynthia Nixon? Is I wouldn't know. Is she the daughter of? Um, no, she was. Um, I have no idea who she, she was. Uh, she was on Sex, Sex in the City. The city. She, she was, was the redhead. Miranda. She was the redhead. Hey, September. T- oh, she's she's running. Yeah, she's running for she, governor yeah. of New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's also a very out of the closet lesbian. I she did is, not know that. Yep. Yeah. Good for her. Which makes it when you go back and watch some of her uh, acting. Uh, acting love scenes. Wow, by the way, Sex in the City, really graphic. Really, there was sex yeah. in it, huh? Oh, quite a bit. You know who huh. I watched Sex and City with for the first time ever? Because huh. I used to watch it. They used to have it on, like, 
let me guess. Um, TBS or something like Your that. So, so my uh, my aunt let me borrow her copies of like the the actual HBO mm-hmm. shows. So I popped it in to watch with my aunt and uncle. Oof, that's uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. It's a very religious aunt and uncle. Yes. Now you see here, niece, what we have here is a reverse cowgirl. <laughs> the Lord does not look down on the cow the cowgirl out of positive light. September second, Selma Hayek. September 9th, Adam Sandler. This one surprised me. December sixth, Fred Armisen. I figured he was younger. I did too. December twenty first, Kiefer Sutherland. Not to be confused with NBA great and Fernie Hardaway. Some acting debuts that happened in 1966. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Douglas cast a shadow, giant shadow. Harrison Ford, dead heat on a merry-go-round. Love it. <laughs> Terrible race, though. Racing. <laughs> Bette Midler in Hawaii and Helen Mirren in Press for Time. Some TV highlights. January 12th, the first episode of Batman. <gasps> yeah, Adam Ooh. West's Batman. Pow, zing, bang. R.I.P. Adam West. His soundboard was animated. August 6th, at a post-fight interview, Howard Cosell honors Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali's wish... Boy, I just made him like a, the Dalai Lama. Muhammad Ali's wishes to no longer be referred to as Cassius Clay. And he was the only sportscaster to do it at the time. September 8th, the first episode of Star Trek. The Man Trap was the name of that one. <laughs> oh, my... Oh my. October 17th, all of NBC's news programming begins airing in full color. October 27th, it's The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown airs for the first time. Really? On CBS. And CBS, with the clean sweep, airs the television adaptation of How the Grinch Stole Christmas for the first time. Nice. On December 18th. <clears throat> president of that year, Lyndon B. Johnson. Vice President was Hubert Humphrey. Kevlar was invented, and so were fiber optics. Wow. Hmm. I don't know how much things cost in 1966. Oh, this is always the most depressing part. Yeah. Average cost of a new house, $14,000. I'll take it. Average income per year, $6,900. Yeah. Can we go up a little bit? Or down. <laughs> Whatever she needs. Gas per gallon, $0.32. Cents. New car, $2,600. Dishwasher, about $120. And stamp was $0.05, cents, I believe, even though I don't have it here. That's okay. Sports fans, June 8th, a AFL and NFL reach an agreement to finally become the NFL, which took place in the 1970 season. Uh, the AFL champion was Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Buffalo Bills, and the NFL championship was Green Bay Packers to beat the Dallas Cowboys. In baseball, Ted Williams, the greatest hitter of all time, is inducted to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Baltimore Orioles win four games to zero with the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Houston Astrodome opens up. NBA Finals, Boston Celtics won four games to three over the Los Angeles Lakers, and that has been your time capsule. That's like that that is like my mom's record player. Just stuck on this that that it just felt like a housewife getting nailed by the milkman. That's probably where I came from. Like I just, I just, I'm sorry. I just pictured like explains my. I just pictured this lady spinning records and my slowly. Bones. Wasn't that the name of that last song? No osteoporosis here. <laughs> That's the next track. <laughs> the housewife was nailed by the mailman. Or the mailman. Or the mailman. Yeah, yeah. That was the B side. The mailman and the milkman <laughs> slaps high fives. The B side was way. yes. <laughs> Good job, milkman. I'm the morning man. You're the night man. Nah, I'll get this in lobby seconds. <laughs> oh, 
This milk is rotted. Special delivery. <laughs> ooh, 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 some curdled up there. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so the Grinning Man scale. Has anybody seen a picture of this thing? I have not. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You did send us a picture, and I looked at it. And it's like, it looks like a. it would be on the carton of condensed soup or something. <laughs> like a, a bad animation of... <laughs> well... There are many iterations of this. Um, from what I've seen, it basically looks like Heath Ledger's Joker. Just a menacing grin. Or I would say even um, the... Um, I keep thinking of the uh, the Joker comic that came out that Tim Burton based Batman on. Where he's the cover is him just laughing maniacally, but it's just like it's a smile ripped to the farthest point. Like I mean, even like generally when I'm super happy and I smile, it looked like Joan Rivers after her third face. <laughs> We're gonna go with that. Sure, that's Rest the gritty, in peace, Joan Rivers. That's a, that's the gritty man. So there's a great article on mysteriousuniverse.org that really breaks it down. It came out in 2011, and there's quite a few different wikis. I mean, the funny thing is, it doesn't matter if you search the smiling man, dude, the grinning man. Oh, he just took a piss all over your chair, lifted his leg. What? I think he got your coat too. Who? Lando? Uh, Lando. Oh, oh fuck. Dick. Yep. Animal hijinks. First time on this show. Usually they happen on the potty I'm slam. I'm sitting here the trying to tell. potty slam. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to tell a cryptid story. And, and he walks over, he sniffs your coat, lifts his leg, and just pee. <laughs> anyway, um, the Grinning Man was a story I'd heard. I'd heard three. There's three different iterations that I'd heard. I'd heard of the Smiling Man, mm-hmm. which is another like story that ties very distinctly into... Different versions of this maniacally grinning cryptid slash creature slash alien. Now, what I could tell from the most part... Thank you, Joshua. Oh, oh by the way, happy birthday to Josh Yay, today. Happy Yay. birthday to Josh. And our most imp- one of one of the four of us and uh, not going anywhere, so I don't give a shit what reviews you post. <laughs> None of us are going anywhere. The guy was mad literally at a soundboard. Yeah. He thought the soundboard was just Josh. And it's just Josh. Josh's poor fault that he's the one that said the thing in he the said clip. butt sex. And if you <laughs> say time. butt if you say butt sex, I will clip it and it will go on the soundboard. Yep. That's why I got sad when I said anal canal. Yeah, that lives on forever, buddy. <laughs> yeah, anal I know. Canal? Also, if you don't mind, it's my nephew Jack's fourth birthday today as well. Oh. Like happy birthday. And God forbid his parents are letting him listen to this. <laughs> If He's automatically li- now 10 points cooler because we share a birthday. Yep. It, it's true. So now, as I was saying, there was a smiling man, a grinning man, and then there was this thing called this man. And there are people that have seen this creature in their dreams. I say creature because we don't know if it's an alien or a cryptid, really. Mm-hmm. Um there's people that have seen this person. There's numerous sightings, and we we started with 66 because that was the first recorded sighting was in October 16th of 66. Yes, it pulled up from my behind and pulled me over. <laughs> did down Marietta, Ohio? You want me to really tell this tell story? Tell me this story, please. <laughs> Heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> Y'all got a couple sarsaparillas because I'm getting parched. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, so anyway, the 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 writer of this article's name is Rob Morphy. 
Uh, this article came out May 31st, 2011 on mysteriousuniverse.org. So I'm throwing my props out there. This this is really probably the best breakdown I found. And there were quite a few. I watched a, a, I watched a short horror film actually called The Grinning Man. Quite good. Mm. We'll share on Facebook. Like it. Um, so I can think of a lot of things that I would prefer not to bump into on a dark night. A gang of vicious thugs, a dead body, an escaped mental patient. <laughs> Who ran of antipsychotic meds? The list goes on and on, but there's one thing in particular that fills me with more dread than all the rest. It's a strange and enig- enigmatic Whoa. entity <laughs> that, was close. that just a handful of folks have claimed to have encountered, encountered a terrifying being that has shown up in many places and who is known by many names, but needs only one, the Grinning Man. Now, from what I read of these encounters, he really doesn't seem that threatening. He's just scare you to shit your pants. And then usually these, I mean, I don't know about the people that didn't make it, but I know the people that, that made it away, mm-hmm. like that's a fucked up encounter and we'll get to those encounters, but totally made that dude shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear that? It sounded like the, I guess it, I, what I would have thought was the grinning man, but I, don't know, so I, I was, didn't hear anything no. totally in your head, bro. I guess that's just me. Anyway, um, so so what does this thing freak this person out so much? Honestly, he's not sure. Aside from a few substantial rumors involving this entity chasing or brutally beating people. Jeez. Oh, I didn't know about that. There are no official accounts of it attacking anyone. It's just sort of creepy, like really creepy. I mean, if you see somebody smiling to the point where it looks like the 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 veins are the 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 they're they're lip flesh is like tearing like like somebody had a maybe you went to a concert too and they had a little too much to drink yeah they're over friendly that yeah type of, that kind they hug you like nine times and tell there. them and tell you that they love you so we're gonna have to cut this out he's a big fan of the show <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that's all right <laughs> so let's describe this not so gentle giant to our audience um, eyewitnesses claim that the grinning man is a looming figure who stands well over six feet tall. So already, mm. okay, that's big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His head is said to be devoid of any hair and his dark beady eyes are nestled oh. unnaturally far apart in his domed skull. Some observers are so perturbed that they are later unable to recall whether he has, he even has a nose or ears. So some people actually said in descriptions, Voldemort. no noise. Yeah. Voldemort. <laughs> Or Skeletor or whatever. <laughs> By the power of Grayskull. Whether, um, so, but as disturbing as that may be, far and away, his most disconcerting characteristic is his wide, hideous, shark-like grin that is perpetually plastered across his face. Has anybody ever met anybody who constantly smiles? Oh, yeah. Are you, gonna, you okay? You gonna vomit over there? No, I'm trying not to burp. He's like, oh, I hate when people smile too much. No, there's there is one guy I have it at my office who literally smiles all the fucking time. Who is it? Because I worked there for a little bit. We do okay. I'm gonna cut it out. Don't worry. <laughs> there's a guy, and it's right next to me. His case. Anytime he talks to me, he comes on. He's like, hey, buddy. He's like, here I am. Why is it usually that those people are the ones that are the, like the close talkers too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He gets right over my. Mm-hmm. Like I can smell what you had for breakfast. Like, you need yeah. to step back. Dude, what a did you eat? Hummus it's, and, it's and, be- 
math. It's because of this guy that smiles all the time that I posted online. I think it was on Twitter. I said, I don't know if you can ever trust anybody who drinks a ruby red squirt every morning. <laughs> Can't. <laughs> Ruby no. Red Squirt. Man, it smells like you had hummus and falafels for breakfast. No, it's no. just like it's like just a lot of garlic heavy there's breakfast. There's something unnatural about you. Your shoes are made of carpet and you're, you got a hat made out of fucking <laughs> popping paper, whatever that stuff. What is that called? Popping <laughs> oh, yeah, the uh, bubble, bubble wrap. wrap. <laughs> popping paper. I will forever call that popping paper. I, I mean, I feel like too much falafel and you'll have some ruby red squirts. Very <laughs> true. true. Well, it's funny now because I have to mention this. My girlfriend and I went out to a bar this weekend and she was like, she was like, I'm going to go and buy some of these things. I, 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 I'd forgotten what she called. They, they're called pull tabs, but I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, you got a bunch of rip strips. <laughs> <laughs> Like I never buy those, so I don't know about them. But she's just like, "Here, you open these," and I'm like, "Rip strips, yay!" <laughs> no, I won a dollar. Fuck you, nice Fucking Michigan, yeah, Michigan, Michigan lottery. The school system still doesn't have money from it. So, renowned paranormal investigator and Mothman prophecies author, which, by the way, we're gonna our middle clip is a is a section taken from the Mothman prophecies movie, and it's key because the name of this creature isn't just the grinning man. It's Ingrid cold, cold as in I have a cold. I have a cold. My nose is snotty. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So this investigator, (laughs) John Keel is considered to be the first researcher to mention the creature or more likely than not creatures. I think there could be more than one grinning man that have collectively come to be known as the Grinning Man. In his seminal tome on Unnatural Entities, The Complete Guide to Mysterious Beings, Kiel discusses what is believed to be the first modern run-in with this peculiar entity. Now, the encounter occurred in Elizabeth, New Jersey at approximately 9.45 p.m. on the night of October 11th, 1966. This is... Oh, shit. I was... It's a little earlier than we thought, because I thought it was the 16th. So, these... It's October. Mm-hmm. Two boys, Martin Mouse Munov and James Jimmy Yantis, were walking home along New Jersey's 44th Street. I'm sorry, 4th Street, just 4th, not 44th. When they turned onto a road that ran adjacent to the elevated New Jersey Turnpike, there was a treacherously steep 30-foot slant running from the hectic turnpike above them all the way down to the tall wire fence that ran parallel to the route that Munov and Yantis were walking. Now, the decline on the other side of the fence was so steep that the boys had never seen anyone attempt to scale it, nor had they seen anyone on the opposite side of the rusted fence. But this night would prove to be an exception to the rule. Both Munov and Yantis were nervous as they slipped in and out of the pools of light cast by the street lamps above, as they had heard that a neighborhood woman had been chased by a tall green man earlier that evening in the same area. Little could the boys predict when they stopped to catch their breath a few moments later that their date with the unknown would begin. It was Yantis who first noticed the ominous humanoid figure standing in the thick shrub bush behind Munov on the opposite side of the fence. He appeared to be ignoring the boys and staring at a house across the road. Yantis would later describe this smirking brute for both the police and kill. This is his description. He was the strangest guy we've ever seen. He was standing behind the fence. I don't know how he got there. He was the biggest man I ever saw. What's up, Josh? I was going to say, and then he noticed uh, Tim Allen come out of the other house. 
<laughs> we only saw half of his face. It was very strange. And it, you're, you're thinking Wilson? Wasn't Wilson the one behind the fence? Yeah. Okay. And it was also a and this was a never mind. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need details. <sighs> We're breaking this down a little too much. The anxious Yunctus wasted tried. no time in his in alerting his unwary pal about the scary silhouette that was stationed behind him. Munov slowly turned and saw a huge figure clad in a green one piece suit that seemed to be reflecting the streetlight above. Which is crazy to me, like green. Have you ever seen somebody in a green suit that wasn't a, uh, I don't know, a, uh, pro- what do they call those? Uh, uh, you said it's a one-piece suit? Yeah, a one-piece, like, green suit. Like a singlet? 66? No, one-piece suit is, like, no breast, like, the, there's no I don't know, vest underneath the... Oh. Underneath the suit coat. <laughs> For some reason, I had like Ultimate Warrior, <laughs> a green singlet in my head. Well, I keep thinking I of like why. Richie Rich or like some guy who's like got dollar bills on his like. That's, that one guy with the question mark uh, or the dollar sign yeah, like suit a, who's selling a government secrets of the blood. Yeah. You can get this. <laughs> He's Get $37,000 for your Blenders University. Spoiler alert. And this is for episode 100. And I'm only doing this now. That dollar, uh, the, the uh, question mark guy is going to come up in our. Because he like, disappeared after that. Oh yeah, he did. Jimmy nudged him and said, who's that guy standing behind you? I looked around and there he was behind the fence, just standing there. He pivoted around and looked right at us. Then he grinned a big old grin. So I'm wondering if he just had like a purse mouth and then he went. <laughs> and then he had a devilish idea like i'm gonna destroy the who's i don't know the two young men evidently wise beyond their years listened to their fight or flight instinct and wasted no time in exiting the scene before the eerie emerald apparition could scale the fence and take pursuit just three days after this unusual encounter kill arrived at the scene with ufo investigator james mosley and oddly enough famed actor and paranormal enthusiast chuck mccann the boys were interviewed individually in the home of one George Smythe, and according to Kiel, gave identical accounts of the event. Kiel described what Yantis and Munov had told him, Mosley and McCann, the two, the two guys. The man was over six feet tall, they agreed, and was dressed in a sparkling green coverall. So now oh, he, sounds geez, even, he sounds like he's, he's in fucking Emerald City in like, Wizard He's like the opener for Cedric the Entertainer and... <laughs> Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey, yeah, and, and, and uh, Bernie the, Mac. He's, Bernie Mac. He was yeah. the opening act you didn't see on R. the v- videos. R.I.P. Bernie, Bernie Mac, Mac was so great. many fucking. That was a good television show. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. See Talk now, of, you guys keep saying like like suit, like business suit, but yeah. all I can think of is like those green screen suits. <laughs> That's every oh. time you're like, oh, in a, in a green suit. I'm picturing just some guy oh, like, in a green screen suit. This is the Green toe. Man show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like from Sunny. It's uh, you, always you, Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I just thought of what I was going to say. It, the green suit is a pimp. Like to yeah. me, I'm the, I, all I can think of is is an old school, like say Detroit's back in the day Definitely pimp. Detroit standing on the corner mm-hmm. with make, a cane. With a cane, yeah. This is. Fucking Ingrid Cold was an old school. Bitch, you been out all night. This is all the money you got. <laughs> Look at the streets hotter. Bitch, we're in New Jersey. You can make some goddamn money if you go up north. <laughs> what are you doing over here by the restricted alien base? <laughs> all you're going to get is nerds. Fucking nerds. Never have money. 
always got a 20 sided die in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So Keel and his fellow investigators went to the site of the encounter, wondering whether or not the menacing man behind the fence might actually have been a stranded motorist. Oh, that's interesting. They thought maybe it was somebody who's going to help this guy. My green suit. Well, somebody will find me in the darkness. <laughs> anyway, upon inspection of the scene, however, Keel and his crew concluded that the incline was not only too sharp to easily traverse, especially at night, but that the sa- any sane person with car troubles stuck behind a high fence would have called out for help rather than leer maniacally. Leer. I don't know. I'm staring for help, but no one's helping me. <laughs> it wasn't long before the boy's bizarre tale spread throughout the neighborhood, which... <laughs> Why do you play telephone with a boy's recollection of a guy in a green suit? It could have just been a weird fucking pedophile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet, it's 66. I'm the groping man. <laughs> That's why I'm smiling. <laughs> I found two boys in the dark. I'm Father Murphy. <laughs> Lily, the groping shit? man. I found two colorblind shitheads. My anyway. dearest Marjorie. <laughs> That's all I'm going to get anytime I do an English accent. My dearest Marjorie, here I sit to pen you a tale. Today I went fishing and caught a 500-pound turtle. All right, so the tale spreads. The so-called grinning man might be associated with a UFO sighting that Mm. occurred at exactly the same time, just 40 miles north of Elizabeth near a DuPont explosives factory. literally at the same time? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That is crazy. And it doesn't say, or I kind of mentioned it earlier, but um, Keel, or the, the author that was there, was actually there to research the Mothman. And that's why a lot of this ties to the Mothman, because there's some people who think that it might be the Mothman. But the thing that really sets it off for me is that a lot of the descriptions of the Mothman has to do with his wings. So how the fuck is some six foot tall? I mean, does he take them off? Do they detach? Maybe they fold up behind his back. True. Much like uh, a bird. A bird, yeah. Or or kind of embed themselves into his back, I guess you could say. Maybe. I guess they don't really talk about the girth or the size or anything like that. But it's always anyway. about the girth. It and is. the size. It is. Don't let them tell you it's about the length. I mean, oh, right. sorry, green suit. I'm hung like a tuna can. The officer and his spouse watched in amazement. As Okay, so there's now the initial eyewitness to this event were a police officer and his wife. So there was this um, UFO sighting that occurred at exactly the same time. So this is a little breakdown of the UFO sighting, which ties into our story. Wow. The officer and his spouse watched in amazement as the object, which they described as resembling a blazing white light as big as a car nearly hit an almost 600-foot-tall television tower before vanishing over nearby hills at a leisurely pace. Drunk driving. <laughs> yeah. As if... That's funny. We're going to get home soon, baby. You, got, you see that white light? Oh, that's your. That's the reflection of your 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 headlights, Ronald. If I hold one hand over my eye and everything... Yeah, but watch, watch this. If I put my hand over your left eye... It goes bye bye. Speaking of left eye, put some TLC TLC on. Oh, you must be a time traveler. Anyway, so (laughs) now, as if they weren't credible enough witnesses on the opposite side of the hills, two additional police officers would also catch a glimpse of this incredible airborne anomaly. Hmm. Just so you know, anomaly. Thank you. The officers in question were patrolmen. 
Edward Wester and Sergeant Benjamin Thompson of the Wanaki Reservoir Police. <laughs> I had to slow that, Is that one, one of down. Your- <laughs> if, I, if I said reservoir, do you, do you love reservoir dogs? That's a good movie. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I, yes, I do. I love Reservoir Another Dogs. Quentin Turn Toronto movie. <laughs> hey, you guys love my mispronunciations, mm-hmm. and I love you, too. Pronunciations. The pair watched as the luminous UFO soared over the reservoir at a low altitude. Sergeant Thompson was later quoted as stating, the light was brilliantly white. It lit up the whole area for about 300 yards. In fact, it blinded me when I got out of the patrol car to look at it, and I couldn't see for after 20 minutes. It would be due to this possible coincidental incident that the grinning man phenomena would become forever associated with UFOs and extraterrestrial entities. While this might be the first incident that helped solidify the creature's connection to the realm of ufology, UFO, ufology, 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 whatever, (laughs) it would not be the last. The second series of incidents that Keel credits as being part of the grinning man phenomena also occurred in 66, this time during the infamous Mothman's reign of terror in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. While the grinning man often gets lost in... Fuhrer surrounding this infamous winged beast. For researcher, researchers who have studied this astounding series of events, one figure looms almost as tall as the Mothman itself. That figure is the Grinning Man, who could would also call himself Ingrid Cold. Now, Ingrid Cold is kind of it, it's interesting. Um, there have been people that have met him, supposedly. But there's no like birth or death documents oh. for this creature, person, thing, whatever. It's right there with the Obama's birth certificate. <laughs> Indeed. On November 2nd, 1966, less than a month after Munov and Yachtis had their disturbing encounter, sewing machine salesman Woodrow Derringerberg, Dern, Dern, Woodrow Derringerberg, was driving Thank home you, soundboard. on the hilly interstate 77. Can I get a Zenzizi Benbibi? Zenzizi Zenbibi. Thank you. After a long day of work, when he suddenly, when suddenly, he suddenly, a bizarre vehicle dropped down from the dark sky and landed on the road in front of him with a tremendous crashing sound. That would fucking scare the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. You imagine if you're driving, all of a sudden just a boat lands in the road. <laughs> what am I playing? GTA? <laughs> There's just. A- <laughs> It's dry. It's being driven by a bear. <laughs> Definitely playing GTA. <laughs> He's got a monocle and a pipe in his mouth. Oh yeah, He's this is like, modded hey, version. He. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Great, it's the Monopoly bear again. <laughs> yeah. uh, the planter spokes bear. I heard in Ooh. Far Cry Five, there's a gun that unlocks that you can shoot bears across the scenery. What? <laughs> saw a picture of it. There's just this black bear in the sky like, oh, I'm getting cheese, bro. <laughs> I don't have any gun like that. I, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> Far Cry 5 is awesome. Anyway. I barely play it. Waco the city. Or what What did you call it? Larry's Uncle Simulator 3000. <laughs> just so, hunting and fishing. I'm so glad we worked that in there because there's somebody who's chortling right now. Anyway, okay, so this fucking Darren Berger guy was driving home and he saw shit hit the ground in front of him like a big vehicle. <laughs> Literally shit falls down from the sky. Holy fucking Martha. <laughs> Wake like up, God. Miss Derringer Gaber. Looks like God's got the runs again. 
<laughs> Can you imagine if God was really what people think yeah. he is in the sky and he took shit? So when it's raining, oh it's fuck, pissing. Moscow, brace for it. God's got diarrhea. <laughs> God had Taco Bell. Somebody set up a Russian probe. Man, to it hailed s- today. God had a kidney stone. <laughs> <laughs> His pisses cause fucking tidal waves. Oh God. Oh God. Knock it off, God. <laughs> we need we need crops. It's raining. You're in luck. God's crying because the contestant on America's Got Talent lost that my, he liked. My was it my aunt would always say that when it's storming, the thunder was God was bowling. Of course God likes to bowl. Snow jizz. Not super into bowl, bowling. Really likes badminton. <laughs> Big fan of badminton. I did Fun not fact. know that. Yeah. The more you know. Ding, 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 ding. All right. It's the best soundboard ever. <laughs> now, the I vehicle. How much of this is going to make the soundboard? <laughs> now, hold on. So I mentioned that this vehicle hit the ground, right? Yeah. This vehicle was unlike anything that Darren Bridger had ever seen before. He described it as looking like an old fashioned kerosene lamp chimney flaring at both ends, narrowing down to a small neck and then enlarging in a great bulge in the center. So this could have been a, a UFO. Had a huge bulge in it. <laughs> I'm not one to debate. They just know bulges or nothing. Is this the guy we listened to at the beginning of the clip? Yeah. Okay, this is his. But I pulled over and I was like, what is this kerosene lamp with this big bulge? Lord have mercy. The flame is all flickering and whatnot. So, the startled Darren Bridger slammed on the brakes of his old panel truck and Oh my gosh, it's all making halt. sense now. He was a sewing machine. Okay, got yeah. it. That's when things started to get really weird. A hatch slid open on the side of the mystery vehicle before him and a tall, dark-skinned man climbed out. The salesman later described him as having a slightly slightly elongated eyes. And he asked him, excuse me, my good fellow, you have any great poupon? Um, but his most notable attitude was the wide, creepy grin, which Derringer claimed he could see glinting in his truck's headlights. In fact, the one of the few disparities between the frightening grinning man described by Munov and Yantis and the one seen by Derringer is that the latter described the humanoid's clothes as blue instead of green. Well, it's just, it's dark. I don't. He blue had and himself green. a second change of clothes just in case. Mm-hmm. Well, and these I, had sequins on them. <laughs> Plus, it, uh, realistically, if uh, one of those guys were colorblind, yeah, of because, course. Like, what was if one? It was dark, and now this is in the light. Mm-hmm. Blue yeah. might look green in the dark. Well, they always say hindsight's twenty twenty, and I think in the moment it, it, you're just a. I think it's just a bold color. Right. I don't think it was black. I think it was a different color than mm-hmm. black. Well, like. For me, red and uh, no, it's orange and or yellow. Yellow, you can't yellow ever and tell orange. apart. Yeah, I for the life of me cannot tell them apart. I get that. I've done that a few times. Um. So anyway, but much of like that new the New Jersey grinning man, his clothes were reflective and made of a material that the appliance salesman noted was quite shiny and had a glistening <laughs> effect. Glistened all over. Like I said, sequins. I almost spilled my ice tea, I did. <laughs> Whoa. I was about to pour myself another glass. I was staring at this bulbous object in the street. <laughs> the bulge. Mm. I was very verklempt. I was on my way to the log cabin that night. Or, they, or what me and the sailors like to call butts and nuts. <laughs> so anyway. What? Darren Bridger then claimed that this grinning man telepathically communicated with him, asking him a series of odd questions following this abnormal interlude. This ent- entity simply stated that my name is cold. I will be visiting you again. 
called. What? Did you guys hear that? No. No. What are you talking about? Is that just me? Fuck. I got nothing. Cold. I'm sorry. Okay. What? Nothing. I'm sorry for not continuing the story. Oh, thank you. Cold then returned to his unusual vehicle, which as incomprehensible as it arrived, launched from the interstate and soared up into the sky. So this bulbous kerosene lamp just shot off. This guy was (laughs) That bulge just went straight up. Following this wild encounter, both Darren Berger and several other Point Pleasant residents would claim to have additional run-ins with the infamous injured Cold. So eventually, Darren Berger would reveal that Cold informed him that he was an alien from the planet Lano Loss, which was nestled in the galaxy of Jenna Mendez. Genital Mendez? <laughs> he comes from the land of Gentle Mendez. Mendez. <laughs> where they, Lycra and whatnot. They do, and, and they know how to treat a man. I mean, a, a woman. And uh, anyway. That's southern hospitality that alien has. <laughs> Certainly strikes you. <laughs> He would further he would further claim that Cold had taken him to his home planet where he saw people wearing colorful shorts. They were short shorts. <laughs> Daisy Dukes, you might call them. This is the most fun. Oh my god. Or and something all, you would see in the nineteen seventies on the jazz, the Utah Jazzes. And all the words on the signs appeared to be in squiggly oriental like writing. <laughs> I believe you call them emojis nowadays. He said, glyphics, if you will. He said it was something called calligraphy. <laughs> now, I never known, heard nothing about that, but I thought it was cursive. It's calligraphy. The pen split like the forked tongue of a snake. But it seemed oriental. <laughs> mm. What is going on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I like is, it. This is I don't a show, know, but I like it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna. I'm so this show is an LSD trip at this point. <laughs> now, Cold was soon followed by two other grinning men named Demo Hassan and Carl Ardo. Darren Berger's wife even met them and believed that their agenda was an evil one. So, there's oh. also a tie-in that some people think that the grinning men are actually men in black. Oh, they're assuming the gender. Future episode. Well, really, I guess they're men in sequins. Men in sequins. Really? There's men in sequins. It kind of men in blue or maybe aqua. You say this hair? This is my wife, by the way. This is called Jose <laughs> Cuervo, or what I like to call mind eraser. <laughs> now I'm going to put this up to your eyes and flash it. <laughs> and it's got all the thoughts are going to go bye bye. It makes all your problems go bye bye. <laughs> I love you, Jose. It's good in a mixer. <laughs> it is. I <laughs> love OJ. Gotta, yeah, gotta eat the worm for good luck, though. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, another even more unnerving encounter with what Keel speculated might be a grinning man also occurred in Point Pleasant during the same period. The terrifying e- event transpired at the rural home of the little the Lily family. The Lilies were dealing with frightening poltergeist-like activity as well as seeing particular lights in the skies above their home on a nightly basis. Quote, we've seen all kind of strange things, blue lights, green ones, red ones, things that change colors, some as low as we thought we could see diamond-shaped windows in them, and none of them make Never mind, Dad forgot to take Christmas lights down. (laughs) 
fucking wife come home. She ain't done nothing. All right. I'm Get make, home. She I'll, better have made me a Tom Collins. I'm, I'm going yeah, she better. I'm gonna make this Christmas tree UFO across the backyard. <laughs> oh, there's diamond lights oh, in the sky. Dad got drunk again and threw the Christmas tree up into the gutter. <laughs> now we see lights. I think there's a cloud, Judith. You better check it. The incident involving the grinning man, however, did not happen to the entire family, but focused on the little uh the daughter, Linda. The young lady confided in Kiel, who was at the scene chronicling the entire Mothman uproar, that she had woken up one night to see a hulking figure leering down at her while she was in bed. In Linda's own words, quote, it was a man, a big man, very broad. I couldn't see his face very well, but I could see that he was grinning at me. He walked around the bed and stood right over me. I screamed again and hid under the covers. When I looked again, he was gone. Wake up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a little caffeine. I'm sorry about the smile. I'm a happy man. Just hooking up, brother. Exactly. Linda then ran into her mother's room, tricking hysterically. There's a man in my room. There is. She refused to sleep alone for months following the encounter, which is kind of a fucking fucking wet blanket when your parents right <laughs> last thing you want is a kid in there he's like yeah i saw a smiling man yeah i'm sure he was smiling yeah. did he get a good did he get a good night's sleep yeah like your parents you know? would yeah yeah it was me i was smiling as it was nothing and your mom <laughs> oh my god <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> look, look. I'm, I'm take a side road for a second with the grinning man. Say, there's nothing like the glazed-over grin of a man who just nutted in his wife slash girlfriend slash sexual partner. It looks the look on my face. I assume is like the, the same feeling I have when I feel something wet in my sock. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's like somebody poured a slushy in there. I, the worst sure, thing I slushy. I think the. <laughs> It was, it was your son's sock. Anyways, human slushy. Oh man, I can't. I think of nothing worse than if someone took a picture of my O face. I know. I always <sighs> think that too. When I'm like about to come, I'm like, I hope there's no so cameras look, rolling. Yeah. <laughs> don't look weird. Don't look weird. Don't no, look weird. Oh, you do it. And you're like, oh, oh well, oh. there that went. Yeah, <laughs> I look like a dead giraffe. Yep. <laughs> I look like a dead giraffe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway. What's your old face like? Like us on like Facebook. Send us a picture. <laughs> send us a picture on Instagram. Like I, like I uh, just smelled a fart. Yeah, it's kind of that way. I, I sure like, snur face. Snur face. He got yeah. snur face. <laughs> okay. So. Facebook says it's Josh's birthday. Facebook um, is watching you, Josh. <gasps> I did Facebook find out. Facebook says you must blow your well, candles fuck, out I mean, now. My Facebook, says, Facebook wants to know what your wish is. Facebook my, says it'll make your wish come true. My toaster probably has Bluetooth to- technology. My, my to- microwave probably can my go My dryer does. Yeah, what? C- can we just decide what? Yeah, how, why? Set, for set, what? Set, for what you do is you, you download Sorry. the app that they that have. Okay. And then you... um. You can do a, a a problem check to see what's wrong with the dryer. Okay. I figured it would also tell you when it's done. Uh, I don't know. I didn't read. I was like, no. I'm not hooking my dryer up to Bluetooth. <laughs> it could probably tell you if the clothes are done or if you could. Yeah, you know what else can do? My finger minutes. can tell me when the clothes yeah, are right? done. Yep. I don't know. It would be pretty handy to like set the dryer for 30 more minutes when you're too lazy to get off the couch and fold your laundry. This oh, they're not I, done yet. 30 more no, minutes. I haven't come to that yet. <laughs> Technology is going to drive me there, though. Yeah. We're all going to be like the people in uh, Wally. Oh, yep. God, no. So, to ensure that New Jersey and West Virginia wouldn't have had all the fun, in 66 and 67, there was a short wave of encounters with beady eyed, wide mouth, giant 
giant prowler slash fixed grin peeps in uh we'll, we'll call them peeps like the marshmallow bunnies Yeah, it was mm, easter just yum. a few days ago in oh. provincetown massachusetts so we got massachusetts new jersey and west virginia uh, whoa whoa I, I'm sorry massachusetts Era, am I smiling? <laughs> I'm very era happy. One star. He burped real loud. <laughs> he talks about sex a lot. He one says, star. Hey, if you're a one star reviewer, I can't wait to hear your podcast, asshole. Send it to me. Sorry we gave you this thing for free. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Hey, side, side rant. Other side rant, if you're listening and you haven't already given us five stars, do it just because, mm-hmm. just to spite the people that gave us one star. Yeah, yeah. we have five star reviews coming at the end, and this 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 week's five star review is a it's fucking a doozy. It's grand a good slammer. We love you, Dan. Mm-hmm. What was that? I said, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Was agreeing um, with you. What? Now, understandably, mm-hmm. there are some who believe that the entire Grinning Man phenomena ought to be dismissed due to the fact that all of the cases were presented by Keel. Now, which I, which is a combination of Keenan and Peel. Damn it! He damn was it. also the he was, was there. Well, he was there. You don't have to yell "damn it" if I get the joke first. I've been waiting for the right moment. Now, as all writers, he applied uh. his own biases, which connecting he did his own connecting the dots. That were at times only loosely associated. While this may be true, there is at least one case involving a grinning man, a UFO abductee, that as far as I know, Keel never chronicled. So in December of 78, a 26-year-old night watchman named Pierre Zanfreda was on a routine patrol in the village. <laughs> Sounds like he's, fr- he's like 16 different I know, nationalities. Right? He was on patrol in the village of Toragilla in what country, Larry? You had to guess. Is that a f- Trinidad? Uh, hungry. No. Italy. Oh! Good the Aluma Mommy is perfect. Yes. I peed a little. I, I did. So did my dog. I, I got hard for a <laughs> second. Peed, your dog peed a lot. <laughs> in the village of Torriglia in Italy, when he claims he was abducted by a trio of gigantic yellow-eyed semi-reptilian aliens, following this incident would be a series of terrifying abductions that would continue for years, but one of his creepiest encounters was with an alien, but with, you guessed it, a grinning man. It wasn't with an alien, it was with the grinning man. So, Anyway, there's a lot of information about this character, and we could go on and on for days, but I really, really just wanted to spell out some of the incidences where you met the Grinning Man, people saw him, it ties into the Mothman, past episode, mm-hmm. good episode, people seem to like that one. Mm, it's true. And um, we're going to take a break, and the clip we're going to play is actually from the Mothman Prophecy movie, which has got Richard Gere in it, no hamsters were harmed in oh. the fam- filming of the movie, <sighs> but you're going to hear that? They were harmed after the making of the movie. Though. <laughs> yeah. Richard Gears saw to it. So we're going to take a break. When we see you. We'll come back with a creepy pasta. Who is this? I may have listened to the code. Unless, of course, you're Gordon Small. Your father was born in Racine, Wisconsin. You lived in a greenhouse on Monroe Street. You don't remember how your mother looked. Okay, you got my attention. Where's my watch? In your shoe. 
under the bed. Soothing Nat King Cole. Little Nat King Cole. And he would do the same thing. This is a side story. Ooh, side story. Well, I got a platinum and going off road. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for another creepypasta. Now, this is the second one we've done since the Russian sleep experiment. But the Grinning Man has many. So, are we ready? Are we ready? We're going to keep... What's the over-under on mispronunciations? Oh, great. <laughs> I'm going to set the over-under at six. This is a bit longer than the I'll, You know what? I'll make, it, I'll make it five and a half. That way there's no push. Oh, okay. I'm going to say... I'm going to go with a solid seven. Okay. I'm going to go eight. Oh, I am going to go... I'm going to go five. I'm going to play the under on this one. Okay. Five, seven, and eight. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I have a story to tell you, but I beg you not to read it. Please don't. I know it sounds stupid, but by the time you understand why it'll be too late. I know this will not deter many of you, but without the simple warning to ease my my conscience, I may not be able to go through with this. I desperately need to go through with this. Let me start at the beginning. I have an old friend, Joe, 
who I've known since grade school. I'm in my late 20s. So is he. And he's been my friend for at least half of that time. I say that we know each other pretty well after all that time. This may seem irrelevant and uninteresting, but I have to stress this. I know him, and I know him well. What he did was... was nothing he could have done without some outside influence. On the night of Friday, January 23rd, I was driving to his apartment to pick him up. And his roommate. We made plans to go out, hit a couple of bars, and generally have a good start to the weekend. When I arrived, there was a number of <laughs> these guys. Side note, these guys are waiting. These guys are waiting for me to mispronounce this fucking creepypasta. God damn it. All right, we're going to keep going. Hi, I love you. So. <laughs> I think we should count one. One. I. That's Why? one. That's. Is it one? It's it, one. Okay, it's one, I guess. These guys are eager. Eager beavers, if you ask me. <laughs> and I'll find them. When I arrived, there were a number of police cars and ambulances Shame. outside the complex. I was, of course, curious as I, like many people, rarely see such sights. As I got closer, I noticed a body covered in a bag in the street, surrounded by glass and no more than a few feet from a badly dented car. Hmm, that's sad. <laughs> the police were upstairs as well, talking to residents and, ta- and taping... <laughs> and taping off one of the apartments, my friend's apartment. Panicked, I asked one of the officers what happened, why my friend's apartment was taped off. I told him I was supposed to be meeting them for drinks and asked if they were okay. The officer told me that it appeared that Joe had butchered his roommate with a kitchen knife and thrown himself through the plate glass sliding door into the street below. Jeez. Metal. I was a ghost. No, just glass. (laughs) Shaken badly. I could barely answer the simple questions the officer asked me upon finding that I knew the victims. My mind couldn't process it. I knew him. He'd never do such an atrocity. It didn't make sense. Was that one? I didn't. Uh, no, I was just impressed that he got through the yeah, word atrocity. I was so confused. I didn't know what to do. You guys have no confidence in your friend Ryan. Carry on. Be nice. I made my way back to my car in silence. I took a break and then I continued. Be glad I'm on the bell on that job. Yeah. I know, right? We're up to 47 <laughs> right now. This guy's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> So anyway, I made my way back to my car in silence and drove home as though on autopilot. I couldn't get the shock of it all out of my head. My wife asked me, what happened? And I explained to her. She was shocked as well. But she didn't know him like I did. We went on fishing trips on Fuck Lake. Some <laughs> tangent. I told her I didn't. I told her I needed a bit of time and went to my room. She let me be lost. I found myself at my computer. I'm not really sure why I did it. I thought maybe I just need to check up on Pornhub. They always have really good clips if you refresh your browser. It's like they know what you're thinking before you think it. But I found myself checking my email and then checking his email. 
I know the passwords he commonly used. So it's commonly? Passwords. Passwords. Okay, I'll give it to you. So it's probably an <laughs> issue to find the right one. I thought perhaps he had friends online who I needed to tell. Or maybe I thought I'd find a window into what caused this. I really don't know. If I knew then what I know now, I would have never done what I did. I scrolled through his inbox, looking for familiar names. Joe, I, and several friends kept in touch online, and I instantly recognized several of those names in the last few days. The most recently opened email was what looked like a spam email with an attachment and no other information. Curiosity got the better of me, and I opened it. The file itself was a picture named nothing but a seemingly random string of numbers. It was simply a man. Seemingly normal at a glance, but the longer I stared at it, the more the more disturbed I became. He stood staring with a grin, sinister and unsettling, with eyes that were both vacant and focused at the same time. That terrible grin seemed to widen the longer I stared, and for minutes I was fixated at that horrible face, eyes burning as they stared back at me with equal intensity. Finally. I tore my gaze away to find the only thing in the email, a single word. Word? Fuck, I give that to you. That's the only one I give to you. <laughs> a word I cannot repeat. Not yet. I need to tell my story. What? I didn't say anything. You fucking asshole. He needs two more, so he's trying to throw you off, I think. I couldn't take the sight of it anymore. I had to close it. The face was still looking at me. I swear I could still feel his grinning stare. As I went to log out of his email and put that horrid thing out of my mind, I noticed the time it arrived, January 23rd at 5.35 p.m. We were supposed to meet at 6. He likely saw this less than a half hour before he died. For the next several days, I tried to get it out of my mind. I attended my friend's funeral. I tried to get... I tried... I tr- I'm accenting this with pain. I'm not misspell- mispronouncing. Good save. I tried to go on with my life, but I kept feeling uneasy. Every time I closed my eyes, I felt like someone was watching me. At night, I started to have unsettling nightmares. I couldn't remember much of them when I woke, but they all had the same elements. The horrible grinning man. Blood, violence, and death. I couldn't get a good night's sleep. <laughs> I was sad. I couldn't sleep. I was struggling at work. I kept feeling tense and on edge. I needed to know what was going on. It was hard to really know what was going on. I had to go on was what image and single word that accompanied it. Grinning man. It's hardly a descriptive search in haunted grinning man or cursed grinning man. It wasn't any better. Still, I did what I could with my limited resources. I actually did find a resource to it, by the way. Just so you know. It was a website dedicated to conspiracies and paranormal things and other things I'd normally dismiss as utter bullshit. Still, this wasn't natural. I was willing to try to open my mind to any explanation since this seemed to defy anything conventional. I think I spelled that out a little bit. 
I'm having fun with this. <laughs> what I uncovered about this grinning man was that it was an image that seemed to circulate among image boards and forums a few years back. The article said that the picture was harmless, if not a bit creepy, though I strongly disagree on the term a bit. But it seemed that something about it, when coupled with a keyword that was unknown, could trigger extreme psychotic bouts, irritability, Ooh. Nightmares and hallucinations. Come on, guys. Give me some fucking slack, alright? It seems so Shame. utterly stupid. Simple text and pixels causing such harm. And I was sitting there realizing that I was experiencing those same nightmares, irritability, and hallucinations. Joe obviously. <laughs> is that a new video streaming network? It is. Hallucinations? Hallucinations. Hallucinations. Joe obviously experienced the psychosis evidenced by his sudden murder-suicide. I was stunned. I thought it had to be a joke, some kind of bizarre hoax. But I knew there was more to it than that. I knew that I was feeling... That what I was feeling... And I knew my friend. And this was fucked. That picture and that word... Had to be the keyword. What triggers everything? Oh God, was this going to happen to me too? Was I going to kill my wife and then myself? I started to panic, but my rational mind won over. You guys, I've, you guys are funny. <laughs> if it was just paranoia and hallucinations, they couldn't hurt me, right? They only had power if I gave them power. I decided that I would end this, put it out of my mind, rationalize it away each time I felt it. That would be the end of it all. <laughs> as much as my rational brain helped me through the day, it couldn't protect me at night. My dreams continued to degrade, ending in me waking in the middle of the night, cold sweats and heart pounding. I started taking sleeping pills. Though I refused to tell my wife. I didn't want her to worry. Though I knew she could tell something was wrong with me. The pills did nothing, though in fact. They seemed to make my dreams more vivid. I couldn't remember everything when I woke. Every horrible, bloody deal to... Really? No. I'll give you that. Every horrible, bloody detail. That grinning, inhuman face. I found I started sleepwalking. Oh, shit. The first night I woke curled in the bathtub, <laughs> then in the kitchen. That would fucking suck. What, being curled? Being curdled in the bathtub? I was, I was about to say curled. <laughs> he didn't, though. He, he didn't. We like mentioned milk. milk earlier in the episode. I woke up in the kitchen holding a ham sandwich. I'm all about throwing it back to the past jokes. Bring it back. Bring it back around. Good comedian thing. Anyway, three days later, with a knife in my hand and the bloodied remains of our black lab at my feet. Oh! Cover your ears, doggies. I'm sorry, doggies. I can't even remember the next things that happened after that. I know I cleaned up our dog, hid him in a trash bag, oh. and said he ran off in the night and got lost. I was terrified. I had no idea what to do. I tried to medicate myself heavily. I locked up all the knives in the house. My wife knew there was nothing wrong at the time, but I refused to say anything. She was scared. I don't even know if I could. 
at the time. That doesn't make any sense. Sentence. Anyway, I said it right, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the only thing I can still remember clearly was the dreams. I was irate and easily spooked at the littlest of things. I thought it had to be my nerves from all of this lack of sleep. But I remembered my friend, the website. I knew I was getting worse, though. The thing I remember most about the dreams, aside from the horrible grinning man, is the emotions. I felt each death that was inflicted in the dream like it was real. Like it was my own hand disemboweling my friends, my family, and random strangers against my own will. Like each death, each vision of terror he showed me was not just a vision, but my own work. Each horrible death in the dream made him grin a little wider. He wanted me to snap. He wanted me to become exactly what he was showing me. He wanted me to become him. So I come here to tell you this because I'm desperate. I need help. You see, I can't bear the thought of harming my wife, the woman I love most in this world. Yet I know it's inevitable. He's always there, watching and grinning. Knowing I'm close to breaking and nudging me ever close to the edge, I know what he wants. I know what he wants. I can't let him have that. I don't know anyway. Out. I'm reaching out to you in hopes that he'll leave me alone. Maybe if you, the careless reader who I warned away, will give him what he wants, he'll let me be. I have to try. I'm so sorry. I go. I said. <laughs> Damn it! I hope you can forgive a man for acting in desperation. Shame. That's it. That's a creepy pasta. Is that pasta creepy? Well, better make sure it's cooked thoroughly. <laughs> Josh wins. Yay. Wait, how many was that? Seven. seven. I had seven. Oh, no, I Josh had, had eight. No, you said six. I said seven. No, no, she did say seven. You did say Larry eight. said five. I five, said seven. seven you eight. said eight. That's right. There was one in between. Bullshit. Shame. Hey, guys. You know what? It's time for. I hope your window's pulled up, Josh. Pee time? You got to go pee pee? No. No, okay. He's it's time for your pop culture. Pee-pee. It's time for the Pop Culture Minute with Josh! Sonic Sonic Boom! They were just bothering me. Anyways, so... I don't have too much for you, but I did find something I thought was pretty... I thought it was kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys would as well. There is actually a... Musical slash play from the late 1800s, 1869 to be exact, called The Man Who Laughs. Now, this would be like a hundred years before the first incident. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that was, it was the, it was a novel first by Victor Hugo. Then it was made into a film, a popular film at that, in 1928, by, and it was directed by Paul Lenny. Now, this, the story itself, I thought, was it's, it's kind of a tragedy, because it has this, uh, a man 
that is by all means like the rest of his body is very physically fit and whatnot but he's got this perpetual uh massive grin on his face like un, like inhuman like our our hero of today's episode and he falls in love with a a young woman that is a beautiful 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 woman but she's blind so she doesn't see his uh how he's disfigured and so they they fall in love and blah 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 and at the end of the movie because i'm sure you're not going to see it because it's you know almost 100 years old uh, at the end of the movie the woman dies and he commits suicide over it's 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 horrible so other than that though because we're talking about people with uh crazy smiles that are you know obviously the point of why we're doing this i thought i would bring up a couple people that also have very famous uh scary smiles and we we mentioned it right off the bat in this episode of course the joker from the dark knight who could forget the famous line you know uh I'm forgetting it. <laughs> Who can forget it? Everybody can. Why is so serious? No, the how do you think know I, got how I got these stars? stars? Yeah. yeah. Who can forget that? Uh, obviously me. <laughs> uh, the Pennywise, uh, the clown from It, of course. Mm-hmm. That's given me nightmares that I can't get over. Uh, the do you guys? Well, Ryan, this is up your alley. Kane from Poltergeist Two. Oh, nice! Now, actually, while researching this, that's I read about how he had he was dying of cancer while filming Poltergeist, and that's why he looks so sickly during the film. I thought it was three that he was dying in, like specifically, but maybe it was two. That's fine. Yeah, he's 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 creepy. Yeah, and last but not least, of course, our friend Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Yes. That's iconic. So, I mean, really, Jack Nicholson in any role, smiling is kind of creepy. But, but yeah, that's that's really not too much. I, I thought that the play was kind of interesting considering it was made how many years ago. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's it, though. My dog's running the mixer. He's got a lot to learn. That's all right. Guys, you ready? It's time for a verdict. In one corner, four podcasters. You trust us for fucking life. And two dogs. And two dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four podcasters and two dogs. And a pizza place. I love a, that show. An apartment B. And in one other C. corner. See, you're right. See. <laughs> a glazed face grinning man who looks like the Joker. He wants to know Is he real? Is the grinning man real? And I'm gonna go to Larry this time. Hmm. Give Josh a break. He's always... I feel bad for him because I, I, I go back and I listen to these episodes and I'm always like, to Josh. See, he's very upset now because it's... It, he By the time we get through, he'll have not much to say. I don't have anything much to say anyways. Ah, uh, no, this isn't real. 
this is maybe it was a dude they saw at that best, but I'm not buying I'm not buying y'all's story that there was an alien and an enlarged bulging kinda deadly deal that went up from behind and pulled my ass over. No. That guy made that story up. He was just an extra from like the It Towns musical who I had was, like a green sequin suit on and he was just like I flipped over the fence. I, think, <laughs> I wanted to explode what they he, were doing. And that alien he explored every inch of my body. Oh, but I'm a married man and I can't have that happen. I better make up this story. Nope. April. Yeah, that's that's a big no. Um yeah, no. Josh. No. All right. Well, I believe in aliens. I do too. And when we do the Men in Black episode, I would tie that to this. And in the Mothman episode, I actually did say, Get jiggy if I'm it. if I'm correct, I said that I thought this was a true being. I just don't know what it is. This is a hard one for me, guys. And I know. I might not have spelled it out good enough. I, I read that creepypasta and that probably salts, that probably just kind of washes away the idea. But truth be told, I actually do think there's some credit to this. I just don't know where to, whether to cra- classify that as like maybe an alien. <laughs> you gonna puke? No. Is, are you swallowing a burp? I'm swallowing a burp. <laughs> if you're gonna spew spewing this this is hard this is hard for, honestly this is hard for me because I as really, hot as that alien man's body <laughs> <laughs> he had an 18 pack Ooh, you could wash clothes on that thing <laughs> you good <laughs> all my children's socks squeaky clean not so crispy anymore <laughs> alright Ingrid Cold I'm gonna go with um I think you're real. Wow. I think it could just be, if I had to say, it's probably an alien-humid, humid, an alien-human hybrid that's in charge of some sort of, like, testing, and it just is the code name of a creature, and... I don't understand the suits, but whatever. It doesn't matter. That's your verdict. So now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your favorite segment. It is time for us to get quizzical. Since this thing is perhaps an alien, let's go with some outer space trivia. Ooh. Nice. Oh, before we get started, I have to share the fact that uh, our eldest son learned why Uranus is so funny. So now, for the past week, he's been walking around, like, just weaving the word anus into every sentence he speaks. Blando, get your anus out of my face. Yeah, pretty much. Like father, like son. (laughs) That's true. Yep. Can't even argue with that. Question number one. Who was the first man in space? Oh. No no multiple choice here. Oh, oh fuck. Shit. Um, if we come close. If, sm- if we, what? If you come close. 
Yeah, sure. Why not? In space. In space. It was a Russian. Josh. Yuri, correct. Yes. Vladimir. No. No. (laughs) Yuri. Don't gag on this one. Choke. (laughs) Yuri Choke. No, that's in Yuri Gergen. Yes, you are correct. You got two. You're, you're the hey. We did it the there way Josh no, wants it. This thing would last 17 hours. It would. Yep. And Chewie doesn't have time for that. He's no, got. He's, he's got sleepy. blunts to smoke and bitches to poke. <laughs> how long? Question number two. How long does it take for the light to travel from the sun to the earth? I suppose I can just make these multiple quotes. Ryan, eight and a half minutes. You are correct, sir. Wow. Yeah. Question number three, Ryan with two points. Which planet is the largest in our solar Josh. system? April. Josh. Jupiter. That is correct, sir. April with the orbiting moon getting very close there. <laughs> Ryan two, Josh one. Question number four. What is Europa? April? Moon of Sand? Nope, that is incorrect. <laughs> Josh. Josh. A moon of Mars. That is incorrect as well. You think, yeah. A moon of Saturn? No, that is incorrect as well. So a moon of Jupiter. Damn it. Oh, that's the Jupiter moon thing I did to set you. Question number five. Worth all the beans. Nine planets. <laughs> wait, make that eight planets because it's, nope. Nine again. No, wait. Eight. Scientists can't make up their mind. What is a black hole? Josh. Josh. It's negative energy. (gasps) No, it is not. It is incorrect. This game is collapsing quickly. No, April. April. It's when a a star explodes and they like it. Maybe the space collapses. There you go. April wins. It is a collapse. That's why I'm not a scientist, ladies and gentlemen. My hands are... Josh is actually trying to double check because he wants the show to go on till fucking four in the morning. And that's what (laughs) bothers me because when I question him, he's like, why would you question me? Yet he's questioning his wife. The the most dearly beloved. um, That's why I question you, Joshua. You stop it. You might coach in. You'd be good. Okay, so no, I'm I'm just seeing if I'm correct for myself. Just, okay, just because that's okay. That's okay. It's the moral victory he wants. Yep. Uh, We've well, got a five star review, I'm ladies and gentlemen. Five, 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 five star review. This one's a doozy, and I want to say to you, Daniel, I love you, sir. Thank you so much, Daniel D. For posting this five star review, which we're going to shout him out. The pod, this podcast is epic. Epic. Okay. I went through a lot of trouble to just write this. Ugh. I'm not an Apple guy. So it took me a bit of. Wait. <laughs> Shame. It took me <laughs> a bit to get things set up. 
Okay, so he's he's an Android dude, which I'm I am too. I absolutely love this conspiracy therapy. They're by far my favorite conspiracy comedy podcast that I'm sub to. I really appreciate how they inform you about different topics while making you laugh your ass off. Of course, we laugh our asses off too. You're part of the group, sir. Just so you know. I've had to pull the Thunderbird over many a times because I was laughing so hard and didn't want to go off the road. Ryan, Josh, Larry, and April all do such a good job and seem like great people. Well, I think we're pretty good. Three or four of us are. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to know about the one that we don't count. Yeah. It's me. I love Larry's soundboard. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the one podcast I forget it. <laughs> I love Larry's soundboard of Ryan messing up words. Can, oh, can I get a Woody Woodpecker laugh? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that sounded pretty legit. Josh <laughs> and the pop culture se- pop culture segment is great, and he does a great, really good job. Yahoo answers with April is becoming another favorite of mine. Oops, not on Oops this again either. <laughs> Heaven's or. Don't want to say that. Next episode, <laughs> we'll make sure that's there. Ryan is the man in caps. I love it. Thank you, sir. This podcast wouldn't be the same without any of you. Thank you so much. And I look forward to new content every week. Daniel, we love you, sir. That's a lot of kisses for you. Oh, Larry, whoa. We went to the next space pretty quick. All right. Plugs. Josh, Off Tempo Podcast, it's a music history podcast. You can find that on Facebook and Podbean. Uh, Potty Slam Podcast, it's a wrestling historical podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Podomatic. EvasPodcast.net. If you like our show, you follow us on all the things. Conspiracy T Show is where we are on Twitter. Conspiracy Therapy, obviously, on Facebook. But most importantly, we want you to check out our merch site. We have shop.spreadshirt.com slash conspiracy therapy podcast, which is where our shirts are sold. You can get a mug. I think that's what I'm going to go for. I'm probably going to buy a mug from them. I'm down to drink your ruby red squirt. I Mm. No, I will piss on that. Just like Lando. (laughs) Anyway, you can also... Give us a five-star review, and we will read it on this show. We don't read one stars. We read five stars. So please send us a five-star review on Apple. And also, what else do we have? Do we have anything? Did I not cover? Oh, we're on Spotify. There we go. If you're a Spotify listener, please check us out on Spotify. If you're listening, you got there somehow. Yeah, for sure. Check us out. We're on all things. And does anybody have anything they want to add before we close this bitch out? It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Sunshine is here, you can take a break. I'm a hot air balloon that can go to spray. Yeah, but I don't care, maybe by the way. Because I.
chai. Pika. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. 